0: Hi, I'm Beth and I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet, a little tart, and a little unexpected. Today is Friday, July
1: the 12th, 2019. And we've got a new new old computer and a new studio and we're hoping we'll have better sound quality.
0: Yes, I'm loving the view. Um,
1: Absolutely, and all the little strange... Creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Creatures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some new items you have in the store. Yeah. But looking out down Squirrel Spur, too. Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. People comment on that view a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they finished the um, construction mostly.
0: Looks good.
1: Yeah. New paved road. New paved road, new lines on the roads, and uh, smooth sailing down that road. Ooh. Yeah, so uh-huh. I think they're going to go all the way down the mountain, I hear. Oh. All the way to the great town of Ararat. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. All right, anything interesting going on lately?
0: Oh, I don't know. Been swimming in the pond a lot. We're going to have a noodle rodeo. That sounds mm-hmm. intriguing. And we had chicken liver pot. Hi. Oh yeah,
1: we've talked about that before. Sure,
0: because it was our it's our tradition, the annual. I think this was the 6th or 7th year. I probably so. Mhm. In fact, it spurred us on to have a uh contest. Right. About, uh, I think it was the most unusual meal someone had fixed for you. or Yeah, or
1: and I can't remember who won and if um, we ever did it, finished it. Well, I think so.
0: I think we had a winner.
1: Yeah, I can't remember now. I, I know. It was quick.
0: a couple years ago. Yeah, it, it but, was.
1: Uh, but yeah, the chicken liver pie thing, um, the first year we, I mentioned it anywhere, people were really negative. I know. But this year people were saying, Oh well that sounds interesting or I like chicken livers but I'm not sure about a pie. But it it's wonderful. It
0: is wonderful. It's and she they gave us a piece each right to bring oh, home. Yeah, absolutely. And I had then it yesterday
1: for dinner. I had
0: it last evening for supper. Yeah. And I was just
1: ooing and all oh, and I think it was better actually the second
0: day. I know. The, yeah. Yeah. It it was And Kathleen makes it from scratch. I mean, every item in there.
1: Absolutely. They probably grew the carrots themselves, you know, or got it at the farmer's market. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's just really, really good. And she did do a chicken pot pie. They have a um, lovely cousin, young cousin, from Hungary visiting, or Peter has. And she's had all sorts of adventures. Mm -hmm. And they... uh, made of plain chicken pie
0: right which was good but not nearly as good no, i didn't think no I, I
1: was full so i didn't try it i wanted to save room for that cherry uh cake, cake. i know <laughs> yeah. and then our friend jc was there he helped us with the podcast a while back oh
0: yeah. yeah he is such as as kathleen said he truly is a breath of fresh air yeah
1: so we enjoyed seeing him and uh, hearing about all his adventures all over the country and world oh my
0: goodness he's gonna (laughs) next I guess next summer next spring he's gonna go to India and learn how to be a oh gosh I'm gonna say hang glide but I'm not sure that's what it is it's parasail
1: oh wow it's
0: one of those flying with things on ya I, I can't remember which, but yeah, he said it'd take him about three weeks. Of course, he is a licensed pilot. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: very active in many, many ways. This right. will be a piece of cake for him. Right. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. But anyway, that, well, that was good.
1: fun to see him. Well, speaking of adventures, we have a new adventure thing in uh, Meadows of Diana, though they're over the line in Floyd County. It's called Buffalo Mountain Ziplines. I know. If I have that right.
0: I would love to do it. I'm going to have to save money, though. Yeah, well, they have a special
1: going on this week, I think. Yeah, it was
0: still like 80 bucks or something. Yeah, I figured it wasn't
1: cheap. Yeah, Um, which,
0: I mean, I'm sure it's worth it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Every bit and all the work. I think they have... um, Yeah, like several different things you can do. It's not like ride the thing down and it's over for anybody. Right. It's a whole big deal. So some friends of ours went over. Aida. Yes. uh, Went over and uh, did the thing. And I haven't had a chance to talk to her to see what it was like. So we'll we'll see if we can find out some more details, and I will put a link. But... That's just awesome.
0: Oh yeah, Isn't I, I cool? think it is too. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I probably won't do it. But um, anyway, it looks interesting. I'll, I'll watch you when you do. All right. Okay. That'll be fun. So, okay, what else is there? Anything else in town that's interesting or?
0: I'm I'm going to be going on vacation next week, so I'm very excited. You have
1: got the Chautauqua thing. Yes, we talked about that before. Oh yes, yeah.
0: Before. Yeah. Well, it
1: yeah. well, will back. be exciting to hear how that went because you've yes. got some interesting stuff. Ahead. Yes,
0: I'm. I'm just ready for yeah. <laughs> for a week. Yeah, a week away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I will take care. Our Kathleen and I will look after Clue.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and yes. she will be fine. And uh,
1: hopefully she won't escape like she did last time. Well,
0: year. whatever. She'll come back. <laughs> I know, Bless but, her heart. But that
1: was a little bit uh, mind-blowing because we didn't know how she got out. <laughs> That's right.
0: She got through a window screen yep. that she had pushed open. And
1: she pushed it out. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: sneaky. <laughs>
1: sneaky
0: <girl. laughs> That's my girl. Yep. Yep.
1: All right, so I guess we'll do... A little sweet. And I usually look up, well, I did look up some stuff. And um, there's a a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you, though, about in my shop. Is this called Shameless um, Self-Promotion? Absolutely.
0: It's wonderful.
1: Well, I'm kind of proud of this because our lovely friend Mary Laugh, who is incredibly... um, active in the community is also a very good seamstress and she has made and brought some of her wonderful bags for me to sell and i'm thrilled to death about them because uh, and i've already sold some
0: have you yeah in fact i, I sold, sold one. one
1: yeah i sold one today and the lady uh, bought it and opened it up and and i was telling her you know that mary made it and uh, a little bit about mary And she's like, she made this? yes, ma'am. And she was looking at all the intricate details, and she said, this is, she made this? (laughs) It it was just so well done, she couldn't Ah, believe it. Wow. It it, it was better than factory made. Well, do
0: you know that's what Kathleen's given me for my birthday, is a Mary Locke purse. I didn't know that. Pocket book, and she let me tell Mary what... How to design it and what to make it. And I said, I want a blue jean purse. I have not had a blue jean purse since I was 22. And or, I'm going to be 62. Right. And so I said, and I want lots of pockets and right. zippers inside it. And well,
1: it will be well made. I, we do have a couple of little blue jean purses. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, mine's going to be big, Hell big yeah, sucker. Oh, yeah, you more like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, well, you will enjoy it. Because I, I have the, uh, we, we call them pocket, poppycock bags.
0: I don't know it's, what that means. Uh, well, Is that a knitter's it, kind it, of time? It's talk? really
1: just a, a, a bag from miscellany. Mm-hmm. Um, I use mine for uh, putting my uh, sock projects. You know, I've gotten hooked on socks. Right. Yeah, so I've got, uh, so I use mine to put, you can put a sock in there, you can put the ball of yarn, you can put notions, there's plenty of room. And then when you're using, or when you're ready to, work on your sock or whatever, you can leave the ball of yarn in there and it'll stay put because of the way the bag is designed. Ah. It has a flat bottom and then it comes up like a little teepee. And then you can just knit away and uh, then you can put it all back in. Uh, We have a, um, probably shouldn't tell this, we have uh, one of our stitchers that uses hers so she can knit in prayer meeting.
0: <laughs> on Wednesday hey, why not? Take them to church. Let's start a fad.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's a really nice, she does a beautiful job. Uh, when she puts her zippers in, she battens them down so nothing is going to get caught. Mm-hmm. That, that's one, um, in fact, I bought a really expensive purse a while back. I just decided to splurge. was about $50. The first thing that happened was the zipper broke within about two weeks. Mm. And so uh, another one of our friends fixed it and it works fine now. But it was because of the way the zipper was put in. Mm -hmm. It wasn't put in correctly. Mm -hmm. And so it got caught on itself and and it tore it up. So that's not going to happen with a Mary (laughs) Lockback. And the other thing I have is um, yarn bowls. Yarn bowls. I, I, I see. I seem to remember Leslie, you saying,
0: "I'll never buy to sell a yarn bowl again." I and did. Then, say then that. when you opened the shop up here, you said, "But they were so cute."
1: Yeah, and I've sold a couple. Okay, well, good. <laughs> and so he he put out some new ones. The company is Lenny Mud. I'm not sure if it's a he or not or uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know who is involved in the company, but it's Made in USA. The designs are delightful, and so they put out some new designs. Their minimum order is not very high, which is also nice, you know, for a small company like me. So there were two new ones that he, um, put out.
0: Oh, of course, you love chicken. It's a
1: chicken. And it says, I love you a bushel and a peck. There you go. And so I just thought, well, that might appeal to somebody. That It might appeal to a chicken lover. But it also might appeal to somebody that wants to buy their loved person a bowl Sure. And then the other one is really cool for an antique dealer. is a blue willow. That is pretty. Isn't it pretty? Mm-hmm. I'll put some pictures up. Uh, but it's a it's a blue willow yarn bowl. It's really sophisticated looking and it'd be pretty in your cabinet even if you didn't use it. Very well, I wonder often. what else you could
0: use a yarn bowl for? I guess a twine, except nobody uses string anymore. do yeah. they?
1: Well yeah, not so much
0: just, probably. Um, but but I'm just thinking aloud, what could well, you you couldn't really eat out of it.
1: No. it keep
0: you from putting your ice cream too full in yeah. there. It's <laughs> <laughs>
1: little slot right here. Yeah, it's pretty much a yarn bowl, you know, or a string. I just have the coolest little thing. It was a cast, and I probably still have it somewhere. It's a cast iron string holder. Uh-huh. And uh, it was heavy, and you put your ball of string in there, and it had a hole. Well, it had a lot of holes. It was pretty ornate. It looked like an egg hmm And uh, but you pulled your string out of there, and uh, it was wonderful. Oh yeah, I can remember
0: that. my grandma having a, a yeah. something like that for yeah. her string. But they people tied things up packages, and oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, we use tape, but they tied up packages. Yeah, yeah,
1: I guess they did more. So. In fact,
0: <laughs> didn't we used to tie packages we sent in the
1: mail? Probably.
0: I can remember doing that. I think.
1: Well, probably so. Yeah,
0: way back,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: exactly remember. Because I'd have
0: to hold my finger, and it wasn't <laughs> just like you know on there for my grandma or right, something. Right. Yeah, you had to hold it
1: to be real tight because uh-huh. you didn't want to see it caught. Now, you know, modern machinery—they couldn't possibly sort it.
0: No, no. They'd be
1: catching up on everything mm-hmm. and disappearing. So, okay. Well, I hadn't thought about that string holder in years. But, uh, but anyway, Lenny Mud makes beautiful stuff, and I also bought a um, little uh, cup that you can put your uh, rings and things in. It. it says bling in it, and then I put a bought a plate that's really more expensive than I should have, but it was really cute, and I can give it as presents if um, if it doesn't sell. It says um, this is so going on Instagram.
0: Right, right.
1: So, I, th- I just thought that was appropriate somehow. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's the tools and things. And um, I thought Amy was going to be here. So, um, usually I pick a pattern, and it's almost always a knitted pattern that I've seen on Ravelry. And this time, I found this really pretty afghan. It's called Phoenix and it's designed by Hooked on Sunshine. Now, who wouldn't love that name?
0: That is a nice name. Yeah,
1: and so she has a beautiful um, afghan. It's got several different types of stitches, but the Ooh. colors are really that pretty, pretty. The, uh, the samples. It's done with a DK weight uh, with a size G hook, and she also has a photo tutorial and uh, it's a free Ravelry download. She said it began as a notion for something fun and easy, but she never knows how a design will take her. Uh, The stitches make little hearts, leave kisses, butterflies, flowers, and um, it's a reminder that even when the sky is gray and life is full of yucky stuff, Mm. sometimes you have to kick off your shoes and dance in the rain.
0: There you go.
1: Uh, it was a knit-along. Uh, looks like it's about done. But, yeah, she's, in, she's got a li- knit-along going on for 11 weeks with a part released on each Friday. So, um, I didn't realize that. And then once the knit-along is completed, it'll become a paid pattern. But they're usually not all that expensive. And it is a beautiful thing. Got some really good pictures out here. Oh, yes. Mm. So, those are my two knitting things. Uh, Let's see, what am I working on? I made a pair of boots for a neighbor. Oh, yeah. How'd he like them? I think he likes them. He tried one on. Last, on um, a couple of days ago, when I finished them yesterday, so okay. they're gonna pick them up tomorrow. Right. I just saw them yesterday, so yeah. And then, um, we're Amy and I are both still working on an endless blanket that we've talked about before, and um, I got a couple of shawls I'm messing around with, and the proverbial sock, right? So, <laughs> and I guess that will be. Tart.
0: There you go. Thank you so
1: much. Yeah, and uh, we, you had posted something that made me think that um, your subject would be a good one.
0: Yes, you came up with our subject.
1: Yeah, and it's about trees.
0: Yes, and what I had posted um, was a photograph from 1913 from a place called Lead Mine, Tucker County, West Virginia, up in the northern part of the state. And it showed several trees that had been cut down and men were standing on the top of the base. On one tree there were six men standing on top and there was still tons of room.
1: Wow. I mean
0: the tree was something like 13, I think it was 13 feet in diameter. Wow. and I just, I don't know how many people have no clue that trees grew that big all over the yeah, United not States. California. Not just in California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, and this was the early 1900s, right Right in West Virginia. And it ended up that they cut them all. They mm-hmm. cut that entire state was devastated. Yeah. There's one little section um, in a state forest
1: mm-hmm. that,
0: where they saved a few of them, but other than that, you just don't. And that's everywhere. That's not yeah. just. Oh, yeah. But West Virginia went through a real real big timber boom. Right. But anyway, it got us thinking about trees.
1: Absolutely. And
0: you know I tend to be pretty romantic about trees.
1: Oh well, yeah, you have a tree that looks like a dove. Yeah, I know. You used to cool? look like an old man, but and now you look like a duck. I call it the Muse of
0: the Blue Ridges, <laughs> and suddenly I looked up yesterday and I said, "He's turned into a duck." Yep. And of course, duck is my totem right. animal, so I was thrilled. That was sort of like a <laughs> gift from spirit, from
1: yeah.
0: a gift from God, if you will. Sure. So that was funny. And my favorite place on the whole planet mm-hmm. is a little tiny, tiny village. It doesn't even have a post office anymore called Hemlock, West yeah. Virginia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's sometimes I, I joke yeah, that I'm going to be a bag lady and live in a tree house in Hemlock, West Virginia.
1: Yeah, that will be different.
0: That would be very different for a socialite like me, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I swear, there are some days when that looks and sounds exactly right. like a, what I need. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people, including me, need to go into the woods. Yeah,
1: absolutely. In
0: order to center ourselves. Yep. And it's, it's very, very important.
1: Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Well, you were talking about big trees. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a legendary tree in Pat that was in Patrick County. Uh, and, uh, there's uh, You've probably heard of it. There's a lot of information in the um, Historical Society.
0: Is that the apple
1: tree? The apple tree. Yes, The yes. handy tree, they call
0: yes, it. Yes, yes. I've seen postcards of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, it was known... Nationwide. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's postcards, there's uh, pictures. It was on land that um, belonged to Jacob Sparrow Handy, and I always thought it was in the Dobbins section of the county. But I did some research. It was not. It was in. It was on Primland's property. Oh, it was. When I saw the Handy name, I said, "I know exactly where those people lived." Uh, uh, when I was a child. Uh, this man's descendants lived at the right on uh, the ridge above the Dobbin section at the top where the Cove Creek starts. Right. So that's where the tree was. So it was up on the mountain here. Uh, It was either planted uh, in 1800 or thereabouts or it grew from an apple core thrown by some hunters. Mm -hmm. Um, A hunting party that uh, that. 1800 or thereabouts is really before this area was settled. The, the lower part of the county was settled before then. But but people, I'm sure, were coming up, particularly up that Rock Cove, because right. you can get up that way, Right. B- b- before they were actually getting up the escarpment.
0: Yeah, the yeah. steep part that yeah, we drive so, up every day.
1: Yeah, so in 1900, the tree was nine feet around and 52 feet high. Wow. And it covered 70 feet, the spread of the branches. That
0: is huge for an apple tree. Yeah. By
1: 1916, it was 14 feet around.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And covered a quarter of an acre. Wow. And they got an average, uh, I think the top um, production was 162 bushels. And it didn't have, you know, uh There's some speculation as to what kind of tree it was. A Mm -hmm. couple of different people had different ideas. But apparently they made brandy uh, a lot out of the apples. Mm -hmm. More so than just, it wasn't like an eating apple. Right. Uh, But 162 bushels (laughs) from one tree. No. And it lived until uh, the late 1920s or early 1930s. There's no real record of when it finally died. So that's 130 years.
0: Yes. For an well, apple
1: tree. For an apple tree, but there was there was a comment in the one of the articles I found about it. Is that uh, fruit trees in Patrick County grow or live longer than a lot of other places? Huh. I guess it's just the conditions. And uh, well, and that's why we have such areas: Tudor Orchard, oh, By absolutely. Orchard. Absolutely, there are tons of Levering's Orchard. There are tons right. of Handys Orchard. Different, right. well, same mm-hmm. Handies, but different. Uh, place in one mm-hmm. yeah. Wade's,
0: I mean, yeah. There's yeah,
1: there's a lot of orchards in yeah. this area, and uh,
0: they uh, Airs Orchard, yeah. I mean, yeah. the more you think about the roads, it's I'm just thinking dad. of roads, right? <laughs> yes. yeah.
1: yeah, there's a lot of, um, uh, very, and they were very important. Hmm. The tr- uh, the orchards were very important to the area. Oh, big
0: economy,
1: boost. big economy. Yeah, and, and still are. Yes, you know the uh, people come forever to come to the peach fest to get the peaches. Yes, and the apples in mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the booming business. And that so orchards are pretty important. And let's see, you had another big tree story. Well, i I always
0: tell when I'm giving a tour of the Reynolds Homestead. And I've maybe said this before, so forgive me, audience, if you've heard it before, but how the Reynolds family back in the mid to late 1800s, um, they attended a Methodist church that was just up the road, about three miles up the road from their house. And one year for their tithe, they gave a tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people just sort of look at me when I'm telling the story, like, yeah, they gave a tree. And I said, but this tree was big enough, it paneled the entire inside of the church, including the balcony area. Yeah. Um, you know, it was huge. And it was a lot like the tree that I showed in the picture sure. today, where you did have um, I mean, I think the story goes that it was it was like seven, eight men could hold hands, stretch out around yeah. the tree, which sounds big like the handy tree sure. apple tree you just described. Yeah. you know, 13, 14 feet in yeah. circumference. So, do you,
1: do you know what breed of tree that I was? I think it
0: was a poplar.
1: I was going to say poplar. I believe
0: that that's what it was.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty pop popular thing to do. <laughs> Uh, and uh, my house, which was only sided in, I guess, 19, I moved in there in 94, so by 96, all the siding on my house is from one poplar tree. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Wow. But
1: it's just kind of a tradition, and it was planed and and cut here mm-hmm. uh, by a sawmill just down the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a thing that. Still happens occasionally. Poplar trees are fast growing, mm-hmm. and and they do grow pretty big
0: and durable.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple of poplar trees I can see right out the window.
0: <laughs>
1: see. Yeah. All right. What else about um, trees? Um, we have personal. Things about trees and memories about trees.
0: Absolutely. I climbed that 225-foot one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we talked about that in the show. Yeah, that's... Uh, When I first moved back into my house in 94, there was an old apple tree. And when I was a little girl, it was a big old apple tree. It was a summer apple, so sort of yellow. Um, We called it a golden delicious, but I don't think it was. It had a very thin skin. And all through my childhood would climb up into that tree and sit and read. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, there was just a branch. It, unfortunately, it was, um, it branched out two big trunks from mm-hmm. the main trunk. And uh, I could sit there, and there was a hole underneath where I would set the robin every year built a nest. Ah. And she just got so used to me. She would just go in and out and not paying any, any mm. attention. Well, the year I moved in, had a big windstorm, and it split. Uh because And it was really old, I'm sure, because um, it it was huge. It it was way taller than the house. So it was a pretty, it was an old big tree, not as big as the handy one, but it was was way taller than my Uh two-story house was. Well, you know,
0: everybody had apple trees. I mean, at our house, we had, I think it was four different varieties mm-hmm. of old apple trees. Sure. And uh, it was heartbreaking when yeah, they finally... Yeah, they
1: finally all died. There, yeah. were, there were six or eight in the front yard. The way the house... The house is set kind of weird because the driveway used to be at, in another place. So we call the front of the house what's really the back of the house now because we, they moved the driveway. But there, uh, when I was little, we used to walk up the old driveway... Uh, between um, rows of about six or eight trees. Nice. And of course, and they were old. I remember one was a real dark red.
0: Mm. And
1: I don't know what it was. And when I moved in down there, um, my grandfather had the fella come and he was going to pull out one of the stumps because they had all died and there was just nothing. I and mean, he pulled it out with his hands because he was going to use his tractor. Wow, and the, the um, all the roots were gone. So it'd been so long and mm. so old.
0: Well, I know when we hike at our wilderness in, at Hemlock, West mm-hmm. Virginia, we can go up half, about halfway up one of the ridges, and there was always the old orchard. And yeah. so when I was a kid, I can remember we'd sure. find all those old trees. Sure. And now I, I don't think we could find it. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, yeah I, fruit trees are generally not all that long lived.
0: Well, we should be planting more. We need yeah. more Johnny apple seeds. We do. Yeah. There,
1: there are, there's one tree, well, there's two trees left on my property. One I planted, an yeah. apple tree. And then I have a pear tree. Mm -hmm. And then there's a chance, um, sown black walnut. Mm -hmm. And then another, um, we call them volunteer, uh, apple tree down by dad's house. Well, dad wanted that one cut Mm -hmm. because um, it doesn't really produce anything. And there was some uh, ball cherry. And oh, yeah. the boy that came to cut the trees wouldn't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> he thought it feels the same way like, ah. you know so he he cut it up, or he trimmed, trimmed it, it and made it uh, better but uh, so we might get some apples. maybe yeah, yeah. but he, he he wouldn't he couldn't bring himself to cut it well
0: we do get a personal attachment you talk about the tree used to sit in and sure. read and i had one like that Was our maple tree, big maple tree in the side yard. And we had a swing, you know, I mean, a swing where you could, four people could sit in the swing. And it was a good climbing tree. Got my first kiss sitting in a tree third grade mind you yeah. um, and I used to sit and read too sure. in in that tree and I want to read you something sure. that happened about that tree it's in this book called Friends in High Places Conversations with the Dead yeah. and it was um, written One Woman's Spiritual Adventures Is written by a friend of mine who has since passed on just recently and her name was Katie Letcher Lyle. And Katie was a descendant of the first settler here in Patrick County, the Letcher, the Letcher mm-hmm. Grave, which is down in uh, the Ararat area. Right. And the Lyle part, she was, her great-grandfather was Virginia governor right. at one point. Yeah. Um, very, very fascinating woman. She was mm-hmm. a professor at a number of colleges wow. in, in Virginia. Um but I just I, she was just my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked her, and so when she told me she was writing this book, I said, "Oh gosh, I have, I have a story."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think. What do you think, Katie? And I just sort of sent it to her. And when the book came out, and I read it, and it's just one short little paragraph, okay. and, and it's under the section that's called. Way Out Stuff, Talking to Other Species. All right, so that's the chapter I find myself in. Okay. Mm -hmm. My friend, Beth Ford's mother, was buried on a calm, sunny June day. When the family returned to the house from the funeral, they were flabbergasted to see that her favorite maple tree, over 40 feet high, one she'd loved, one she'd planted before her children were born, had just toppled over in the yard. Though the children soon planted another maple tree, Beth believes its falling when it did was just too close to her mother's burial to be a coincidence.
1: That is true. Especially on
0: a calm. I mean, it was just one of those beautiful, calm, sunny, yeah. blue days, eighty degrees. Yeah, no, you not know, one of our walls. not so much as a wind. And no. we came back, and the tree had totally, and it wow. was huge. You know, just did it hit
1: anything?
0: Just the side yard where we played baseball.
1: Huh?
0: Yeah. Well, all the kids. You know, yeah. we all played baseball in that yeah. field uh, our whole time growing up in our side yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, didn't hurt a thing. Wow. But we always thought, golly, that yeah. that tree was sad.
1: Yeah, I guess it was.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, you don't know. You don't Sometimes know. the old catalpa tree down at the Reynolds homestead, you know, everybody takes pictures oh, yeah. of and... It's just wonderful. But, I mean, sometimes you touch that tree and it's like you feel vibrations well, or something, you know? You
1: know I often think about how much that tree is seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, right there and uh, all the changes. Absolutely. Like, it went through.
0: through the Civil War.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe you know? even before that. Yeah, yeah, oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's seen a lot yes. of changes over the years.
0: yeah. And there's some other trees. When you, you know, we used to climb the, the um, Chinese chestnut yeah. trees that we had in our yard, and I still go back and take pictures. They're so pretty, and they yeah. have crisscross limbs. So for kids, they were perfect. Oh, sure. But that sort of leads us into the other tree.
1: Yeah. Well, the um, the big thing when I was growing up. Everybody talked about, and it had happened many years before I was born. I was born in 1959.
0: It was in the late 30s, and right? it was in
1: the uh, I guess the last of them died in the late 30s. Was the devastation to the economy in this area because of the chestnut blight?
0: Absolutely,
1: and it was, um, you know, there, there are some kind of romanticized stories about kids going out and picking, um. Chestnuts to get their shoes, right? But we shipped tons of chestnuts mm-hmm. out of this area.
0: Oh yeah, no, it really was true. I mean, was that was huge. the cash crop. Yeah, that it was, was a
1: huge cash crop. There, there are stores here that had special rooms reinforced so that they could um, fill them with chestnuts So they could fill them with chestnuts and and then wagon uh, take it down to the train. Mhm. As they would have, you know, like the whole room full before they would um, mm-hmm. load them up and take them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are records still of, uh, of all of that, um, you know, commerce, and it was a big, big deal. Just to, and I assume it was all just for people to eat them on the streets of New York or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know you, what else they made unless it was flour.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe chestnut flour. I, yeah. I, I was going to say that. And also that it was livestock feed, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be livestock feed. Mm-hmm, especially,
0: well. like, hogs and pigs and, yeah. and people, everybody raised them back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess back but, uh, before the West, um, well, yeah, people would run their uh, their pigs, they just turn them loose. Mm-hmm. And they lived on what's called mast, mm-hmm. which is the stuff that falls in the acorns and um, chestnuts and whatever that falls in the woods. And then they would round them back up in the fall and they had uh, notches in their ears uh. so they could identify them mm-hmm. so, like that's my because it's been gone all summer you're not gonna recognize right, your right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. so that was it was it was kind of like a frontier thing in fact right. Ralph um, Lutz our friend I think it was like in the 70s that they finally did a fence law uh, that you couldn't uh, let your livestock run loose. Mm. Even though people had pretty much quit by the 40s just because, you know, traffic and everything. But they didn't really uh, make a law about it until the 70s. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, you know, all I can compare is eating the Chinese chestnuts. And we always got pretty good crops and we we loved eating them raw we didn't even um cook them but once in a while you know one of us would get creative and decide we'd make something with chestnuts and i can remember making a few casseroles and things Mm -hmm. this is when i was first married and we were trying to live more off the land you know in the late 70s early 80s And, and I can remember making casseroles and things yeah. with with chestnuts. Yeah. And, and of course, I'm no cook, so, <laughs> you know, it, they weren't all that good. No, sure but fine, but maybe know. had there been someone who could cook, they could have really
1: yeah. made yeah. something tasty. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's hard to imagine uh, corn is so much of a staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, now in this area, cornmeal and cornbread. It's right. hard to imagine that it, it, it is possible. I have chestnut that
0: flour. The yeah. chestnut
1: flour may have. I've mm-hmm. never heard of the mills here doing it, no. but I guess I suppose you could grind your own. Not hmm. well, sure. Have to think about yeah. that. Have to ask. We'll her have to, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> find out. And of
0: course, so much research has gone into oh, yeah. chestnuts and trying now. To,
1: um, get them back. Yes, yeah, a lot of work going There's on. There's been a lot of uh, work in Virginia research on Tech,
0: that. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course that wonderful book by um, Barbara Kingsolver, "Prodigal yeah. Summer," that talks oh. about the chestnut. That, that really is a good. If if someone out there wants to know more, but wants to read it through fiction, i I'd, yeah. I'd highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, she definitely talks about that. Very, mm-hmm. very lyri- lyrically. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. interesting. When I was a uh, little about, I think it was nine or ten years old, Grandpa took us to see a chestnut log.
0: Oh, yes, that was
1: out. Um, and so, yeah, it was. It had been dead thirty years, forty years at that point, but it was just out about two miles outside of town. Oh, yeah, that was, was
0: good. Yeah. Of course we still have things made out of chestnut. Uh, yeah. You know, at the Reynolds Homestead we have sure. some things that are still like out in the kitchen, uh, yeah. the to walk through the door.
1: Yeah, the church down here has um, chestnut boards inside. Mhm. Well
0: the church my parents were mar- married in in right now, the entire church is made, including paneling, out of American chestnut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was in Now which was a lumber town. Right. That was yeah, this
1: one, uh, I think it's just the inside. I don't believe the outside. Mm-hmm. I think the outside ones are mm-hmm. So and Somebody, they had a little gathering, and somebody's, why don't you paint it? Oh, gosh. And everybody said, sort of, nobody said anything. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right, they're pretty polite at that church. Yeah, nobody said, <laughs> well,
1: uh-huh. it, it, the people in general are, you know, it was more than just the church people that were there, Okay, we just won't talk about that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Educate.
1: Yeah. Huh. All right. So um, we also have Blue Ridge tree climbing.
0: Yes. Here,
1: young um, um went and did that. Um, Peter and Kathleen's cousin. How
0: exciting for her. A yeah, 15-year-old cool, girl. She is right. just having a ball here yeah. in the United States. Yeah, but yeah, Bob Ray took her up in a tree. Took
1: her up in the tree. Great pictures. Yeah. yeah, great pictures. Looked really fun. And I I did climb the tree. Did you? I did an article on him years ago when he was just first getting started and I was working for a little magazine. And um, the guy, before, somebody from the, newspaper had come the week before and he refused to climb the tree. Oh. So I had to climb the tree. <laughs> but I took my nephew so that um he could really climb the tree. I got up about thirty feet and I just still not have the upper body strength to uh to manage it. It it, it did require and I think he has refined his technique since then to to so where it's not so hard. Right. And um, it did require some pretty heavy work. And uh, I was a lot heavier than I am now at the time. And so I took my nephew. hmm And he went way up in the tree. He wow. was like about 13.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. And
1: so yeah. Uh, we got some great shots of him way up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah.
1: So, uh, but that's just down the road. hmm So we have been, and he works a lot with Primland, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and does um, activities adventures for yeah.
0: the adventures for the
1: yeah. All right, now you had some facts about trees.
0: Oh, I did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. I just I just was looking through, and I found this about astounding facts about trees, mm-hmm. and and it starts out. It's hard to overrate overstate the importance of trees and there's more than I'll just I'll just be very brief on these but the earth has more than 60,000 known tree species more than half of all tree species exist only in a single country Wow. Yeah, so you like go to Brazil, and it's like these trees know the border. I mean, it's more that they know the rainforest area, you know, that kind of thing. But nonetheless, I thought that was very Mm -hmm. interesting. I just never thought about that. Um, Trees didn't exist for the first 90% of Earth's history.
1: I didn't know that. I, I
0: didn't either. Before trees earth was home to fungi that grew 26 feet tall
1: so i know
0: um the first known tree and we americans can be proud was a leafless fern-like plant from new york and so i mean we're talking 300 million years ago or some such but isn't that funny they found it, the fossil of it in what is now New York State.
1: I had no idea about I that. I did not either. I would have thought it was the ginkgo in Africa or something. Mm, exactly.
0: Yes. Um, some trees emit chemicals that attract enemies of their enemies. And you know what? The catalpa yeah. does that, which mm-hmm. is Interesting. So, but but you know they they do that so that they don't leaf-eating insects and things like that uh-huh. don't come in. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, trees in a forest can talk and share nutrients through an underground internet built by soil fungi.
1: Well, I've heard that. I have recent, heard that. Like, yes. I've heard that as a recent Ex- know, discovery.
0: Exactly. In fact, that is. 2016 TED Talk is what sort of made that famous when they talked about the mother trees that send out through these uh, networks. So that's great. We're learning more things. Um, Trees do consume about uh, 100 gallons of water per day, which is a lot. Yeah, so you have to sort of, but then they turn around and help us breathe.
1: Yeah, and no, not we ju- should. That's yeah. right, and yeah. it's
0: not just by producing oxygen, um, but also it's it's with the fog and and carbon dioxide they bring it in, and they say that that urban trees save hundreds of lives. Per year,
1: well, they clean they clean the air.
0: The pollution, right, yeah. Yeah, right, they can clean because the air. of how they they uh, yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is just one fact, yep. but it says in the U.S. alone, pollution removal by urban trees is estimated to save eight hundred and fifty lives per year and six point eight billion dollars in total health care costs. Wow, so that's very interesting. I love this one. Adding one tree to an open pasture can increase its bird biodiversity from almost zero species to as high as 80 species. Wow. One tree can do that. Trees can lower stress, raise property values, and fight crime. Fight crime? How do
1: they fight crime?
0: Well, let's see how it... It says, it's human nature to like trees. Just looking at them can make us feel happier, less stressed, and more creative. Uh, but it also may partly due to biophilia, our innate affinity for nature. But there's other forces at work. Uh, humans are exposed to chemicals released by trees known as phytons, phytosides. Okay. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Golly. 5-ton sides um, that reduces blood pressure, anxiety, increases pain threshold, and even increased expression of anti-cancer proteins. Wow. So... Um,
1: well, that's why we need to go sit in the woods. Uh, there's
0: a good reason. And it says that urban trees are correlated with lower crime rates, including things from graffiti, vandalism, and littering to domestic violence. Wow. So, have a good tree in your yard. We you. need to
1: put more trees mm-hmm. in urban
0: areas. Exactly. For so, sure. that's... I didn't read them all, but those were just some that...
1: That's pretty cool. I found
0: pretty cool.
1: Well... People have um, realized the importance of trees in a lot of ways. And of course, in our traditions, um, Christianity and all, we don't really talk about trees as a part of the tradition. But a lot of uh, religions Absolutely. and different people do.
0: And well, Buddhism for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's the eternal banyan tree mm-hmm. from Buddhism. There's one called the Kapa tree that even Alexander the Great went looking for it because uh, in in some early mythologies it was known as a wishing tree.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, Let's go find it.
1: it, It's in the Indian mythology. There was, um, I can't even say this, a a tree in um, A Strange Folk Tale from Thailand involved something called the narafin and um, it had a strange fruit that looked like miniature women <laughs> and of course there's the world tree the uh, Norse tree of life mm-hmm right right which might be right down here in Madness of Dan but uh, years ago when I had to shop the first time a young man came in and was asking me all these questions About He was looking for a farm, and it was a mile south of Blacksburg. And um, finally it dawned on me that he was um, talking about a particular book. It's called American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Mm -hmm. And in the book, the uh, world tree is on a farm about a mile south of Blacksburg. Oh,
0: really? (laughs) So I told
1: him, I said, well... You're in the right place, but I'm not sure if you're in the right century. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then, of course, the Japanese had some trees in there. Oh, yes. There was a a tree of Zakom, mentioned multiple times in the Koran.
0: And olive trees in the yeah. in the, in Christianity, you know, things made of olive. Yeah. it oh, yeah, was uh,
1: the Greeks had all kinds of trees mm-hmm. in their um mm-hmm. different things in in their mythology. There's a sky high tree in the Siberian myth, and then the lotus tree. Um, that comes from uh, Homer's legends, Odysseus and the lotus eaters. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, uh, and the Japanese had several different Huh, you know,
0: that'd be interesting to ask people. Most people know their state tree, like oh, in sure. West Virginia, it's the maple tree. Yeah. But if you ask somebody from West Virginia, like, what's a tree you associate with, With the, I think you'd get, or at least in my family, people would say the sassafras tree. Yeah, which you know has three different kinds of leaves, right. so you can always identify it, right. and it's always a treasure when you find one. And you don't tell people where it is necessarily, <laughs> because you know you want the root so that you can make sassafras tea right. in the springtime, right. and. You know, I buy sassafras jelly every time I go back home if I can find it.
1: Yeah, and we don't have many sassafras up here.
0: No, I I very seldom see it in the woods here. Yeah, they're
1: not very uh, prevalent in this Mm -hmm. area. People Mm -hmm. did talk about Uh sassafras and and things that they would do with it when they did find it, like the teas. Right. I think grandma even said they used... uh, little branches as a toothbrush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. it has a nice um, little taste to it. Yeah, and different things on. that they yeah. did with it. It would taste sort of root root beerish. Yeah. You know, you yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: and uh, so, yeah, the, uh, very important. So what would you say would be a familiar? Familiar here, oak. Uh-huh. That's one uh, that uh, I remember a lot, and white pine.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Yeah. The white pine was kind of a cash tree for a while, mm-hmm. too. What's it's a time. beautiful
0: tree. Yeah. yeah I and,
1: but it's short-lived.
0: Yeah. But I think it's beautiful. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a hidey place under a white pine when I was yeah, growing up.
1: Yeah. Well, when we were kids, and, um, this is kind of weird, but there's a big, fo- um, the corner of my grandfather's property is just a little woods. And it's part of a huge woods. He used to say a squirrel could get on a tree in our woods and not uh, touch the ground until it got way down into North Carolina. I love that. Yeah. And so, um, but anyway, there were these huge uh, pine trees, white pine trees in there. And it was really open. Right. Yeah. Underneath it. So we would play oh, yeah. there. But one of them got hit by lightning. Mm. And we were little. I mean, I don't think I was even in school. Uh, but uh, Grandpa had somebody come and cut it. So we decided and it was it was pretty big the uh, stump was Of course, I'm going by memory, but I'm pretty sure the stump was at least as wide as this table And so we decided it was the biggest one and that uh, we needed to elect a new king of the forest Oh, how fun. I don't think we ta- said it that way because like I say we were little so we got some sawdust from the old tree And we went and picked the biggest one we could find and went around it with the sawdust and did a little ritual. Oh. I mean, Sammy was like three or
0: four. How much fun we had playing in the woods.
1: Yeah, but yeah, how we came up with that at I that love age, it. I don't oh, yeah.
0: know. Well, because you have such a great imagination. Yeah,
1: well, we probably read, or I probably read uh-huh. something. I don't think, I don't know if Sammy. But either, you remembered remember. it.
0: Yeah. And so you acted it out. Yeah, so
1: we did whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. So we, yeah, we had this little ritual, and we got this new king of the forest. And I love that. <laughs> and now all of them were gone because that was... Many years ago, we
0: used to build like caterpillar hospitals in the forest, oh, and yeah. you know, oh, we loved make, the moss. Make all ta- oh, the moss to make yeah, we, little houses. Yeah,
1: we made little moss gardens and mm-hmm. little moss houses and all kinds of things. And there was a there's a little stream that runs through, and so it goes. Oh yes, yeah, got to be
0: a little stream that runs. Yeah, through. there's <laughs> a little
1: stream that runs through, and then the rhododendrons grew in there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the trees along the creek bank. Because it's a very small stream that, that they have gotten dug out, you know. Mm-hmm. So the roots would show, right? And we would do things you oh, know, yeah. up under the roots and oh, have yeah. little caves, like
0: my little hidden chair that yeah, I sit in yeah. the root. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down in the roots. my my uh, garden. Yeah. Yep. So, no uh, garden. Uh,
1: but back then there were even little there were fish in that. stream. I don't know if there are any more or not. Mm -hmm. But we would go down there and watch the fish. And
0: you know, I mean, I hate to sound like an old fogey, but how often do kids get to do that? Yeah, and often. I hope they do. I hope that parents still take their kids out to play.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we we take ours certainly to the wilderness Run, and let them yeah, play on the creek. and
1: places. Of and, course, we see a lot of people on this parkway.
0: And I try to get kids to go down at the, at the homestead sure. and play in the creek. I'll say, go down and put your feet in the creek. Yeah. You know, <laughs> their parents just look at me. I said, no,
1: it's okay. Go down and put yeah, your feet really. in the creek. To be in the creek. <laughs> Although my grandparents, uh, I guess in nineteen eleven somebody got diphtheria from right. playing in the creek. Right. And so well, they always had reservations about us right. playing in the creek.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah you, know, so you don't want to drink it. Definitely yeah. not.
1: Yeah, 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 well, that, Too many that, cows could, around. Yeah, that could have been one. Yep. So anyway, so I guess that's probably Enough about trees. All
0: right. Except that um, as we go... So now we're going to do a little...
1: Unexpected.
0: And so, just so we don't leave trees totally, we'll we'll let it end on um, one of my favorite little poems that we all know we all had to... We all had to memorize, but first I'll do three quotes. Okay. Franklin D. Roosevelt said, A nation that destroys its soils destroys itself. Forests are the lungs of our land, purifying the air and giving fresh strength to our people. Mm -hmm. That is true. Cahill Gibran said, Trees are poems that the earth writes upon the sky. And I love that. Love, 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 love that one. Um, And then this one that's just sort of funny. David Mitchell said this, Trees are always a relief after people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, when we've all had too many people. Yeah. Trees are always a relief. That's a good one. So, would you like to read this? Shall I
1: read it? The, uh, the Joyce
0: Kilmer poem oh, to everybody end
1: knows this.
0: Absolutely. I had to memorize it in sixth grade.
1: Uh, I, probably was the first poem I ever did memorize. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast a tree that looks at god all day and lifts her leafy arms to pray a tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair upon whose bosom snow has lain who intimately lives with rain poems are made by fools like me but only god can make a tree
0: Mm and of
1: course we Said terrible things about those breasts and bosoms. Oh, right, right. Yes. <laughs> we were in third grade the first time right, we heard it. Right. But it is. Uh, it's probably the most um, well-known. Or it was.
0: Uh, I don't know if it is anymore, but it certainly was within our age group.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine yeah. kids would still see it. Maybe. I don't know. We'll and, have and to ask.
0: We'll, we'll ask some you
1: know, we don't see many kids. So I know.
0: Right my kids, speaking of which, so everybody pray. Yeah. Um, my son and granddaughter are leaving for Australia tomorrow oh, for wow. several weeks' adventures. They will see so, some
1: wonderful things. Yeah,
0: I've been praying,
1: praying. And, Absolutely. I yeah. wish you could go with them. <laughs> oh no,
0: they I love them having father yeah, daughter time. Absolutely. And she's fourteen, she'll that. be fifteen next month and Yeah. You thought, know he's these not got a
1: whole lot more years left. And he
0: knows that.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's hard to believe. I know. That's really hard to believe that she's coming fifteen. I know. Wow.
0: You knew me before she was born. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we ought to wrap it up. Our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's Quince Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we're also on Stitcher Radio if you have that um, app on your uh, phone or device.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Leslie. It's been fun. All right. Goodbye.